Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Yahoo for us. Hey, Benny. Howdy, howdy, Pat. Okay, we're, guess what we're going to talk about today? Uh, well, uh, I know. Surge. We're getting Serge joining us here. Yeah. Serge Kahili King is going to join us here today because we are going to be talking about a book. Book, 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 book. We're going to be talking about like one of my favorite things to talk about, but what I know least about. He's the author of many works on Huna and uh, uh, Hawaiian shamanism including Irma Shaman, Instant Healing. Oh, my gosh. Doctorate in Psychology. Wait till I talk to him about that. <laughs> Trained in shamanism by the Kihili family uh, on the island of Kauai. He is living the dream, Benny. Yeah, right? Sounds very, uh, let's oh. say, uh, soothing and smooth. Okay, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to you. Yeah, sure. Um, I elected to not plug in to the election and all of my friends were like okay we don't agree with what you're doing so at all whatsoever oh my god didn't even I mean, check it was what, like, didn't even like glance across when i and, decided like, feed or to do that i even didn't i even announce it on one of the earlier shows right and i said you know benny i'm just gonna wait okay so what happens is i'm not watching it i'm <laughs> i'm watching Spider-Man a Homecoming or something. The Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> that movie. Spider-Man Homecoming. Totally mindless, right? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, what, whatever. Whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah. So Linda and I get a text message from one of our friends. And mm -hmm. by the way, I wasn't taking text messages either because... You know, like people text you like, are you watching? Are you seeing what's happened? Blah, blah, blah. Washington. Are you and I'm like, no, I'm not. And people said to me, you are, honestly, people, Benny, people said to me, Pat, you're not doing your part. And I just thought, wait a minute. Wait, who said that? Just wait. Right. Uh, what, like, Benny, did you go like, wait? Which part? I mean, if it's the voting part and you didn't, then we have some questions and answers there. But if you did do that uh, already, you know then that's you're done that. with your business. And, and, I, and I, I try to understand this because I, too, have a Ph.D. in psychology and I have two masters. So I try to say that means nothing, by the way, folks. Let me just tell you something. I learned everything I needed to know about human elements by the time I was 21, homeless, suicide, and arrested for something I didn't do. So I knew a lot about that. But how was I going to be called Dr. Pat by all of you? So here's the thing, Benny. Didn't want to do it. So Linda picks up the phone <laughs> and says, did you get the text message? And I said, no. I'm not reading my text messages. So my friends really were like, oh, come on. You've got to be, read your text. And I'm like, you know what? I just want tonight to take it all in. I want the process to unfold. And I said to my friends, you will know, and I don't know if this is true, Benny. So like a prediction? By, by, this was my prediction. Mm -hmm. By 111 today Ooh. pacific time or maybe i should go hawaiian time but by 1 1 1 p.m today you will know and so my friends my friends are like text message <clears throat> and here's what the text message says so they're asking me how do you know that well 
my guest is going to talk about that. So how would I know that? Did I have, do I have a knowing? But I had sort of like a little dream about it. And so I'm not sure why my producer is telling me somebody's in the waiting room. That's kind of it. So but we're entering a whole new realm of produ production here. Um, let's surge in, guys. That's okay. So here we are. And I'm, I'm thinking, they're saying, Benny, they're saying, how do you know it's going to be 111? And I said, no, it's not 111 AM. It's like the next day on November 4th. I said, but we got to get to 111. One one for the 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 deal to be sealed. So they're saying to me, "We know you, Pat. We know you're obsessed with eleven. That's your number. You talk about it, but you have no basis for this." So I get the text message right, <laughs> and Linda reads it, and it says something like, "Well, we were hoping it was something like, well, we were hoping for a blue wave, but I think I'll just have a glass of wine." <laughs> so at that point, it's like. I'm getting ready to go to bed. And at that point, I'm like, oh my God, I have to look. Mistake, I violated my own guideline. Just totally violated it. And, and then what, I, what hit me, Benny, you're gonna love this, because you know me pretty well. Then I had a moment. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. And I turned that TV off, Benny. And I said, I had a dream or a vision. Even this morning, I hesitated to look because sometimes when we're dealing with big energy, right, Benny, you know this, we've had big energy in the studio. Oh, plenty I of mean, times. You've been in front of big energy and I've been in front of big plenty energy. of times. Right. And so remember I shared the Michael Shane story. What was it yesterday? Yesterday you did. Yep. So I was reminded of that last night where when things unfold, they have to unfold. And this is what I love about the universe. And so I said to my friends and I sent out a big blanket, uh, what do you call it? Group thing message. And I said, look, whatever you think is going to happen and the way you think it's going to turn out. And this was last night in the moment that you're thinking right now, whatever you're thinking, it won't be that. And I said, tomorrow, don't look if you don't want to, but wait till one, one, one tomorrow. And then look, so now I've been getting text messages almost every hour with the updates on the election with the updates because people are watching and they're saying, blah, 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 blah. This is happening here. This is happening here. You may be right. And so what I'd love is whatever I have to do to convince myself that God grant me the serenity to accept the things, right? That I cannot change courage to change the things I can, but it's the third part of the serenity prayer, Benny. This is the hardest part. It's the wisdom to know the difference. Now, I certainly think I've done enough to do my part, if not in this. I mean, this for me is about voting. It's not about who you vote for. This is about voting. You know, from the very first day that I got to vote, Benny, it was about voting. I come from a voting family and I come from a very split family. You know, people say, oh, you must have grown up with that. No. I came from a family where I got to decide the things that were valued to me and not on this side, Republican, not on this side, Democrat, not on this independent, but I got to look at the values for me. And what I value in the world today is freedom for all people, right? I believe that people should have the right to choose men and women, what they do with their bodies. And there are certain things that I believe. Who I vote for is going to be based on those beliefs. And so one of the things I'm acutely aware of today is I'm not on top of at this moment, what has shifted since 849 last night? 
when I made the mistake of turning to one of the channels and watching the guy in the khaki pants get on a board and try to explain to people what's happening in different counties. And I realized at that point, am I going to believe in the source of who wins the election or am I going to believe into the, in the God of my understanding, the laws of the universe, and an abundant, powerful energy, which will allow me to do whatever I need to do? But the reality is I had a dream. I had a dream. It was a short dream, Benny, but it was about November 4th, 111. So when we come back from break, is that a premonition? What are dreams? When we come back, we're going to talk about, look, nightmares, lucid dreaming. Do you dream in black and white? Do you dream in color? Do you remember your dreams? Do you share your dreams? And what happens when you say to your friend, I had a dream. Just look for 111 on November 4th. They stop texting you. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the, the hosts, hosts of, of Inner Bloom, Bloom Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about spirituality and intuitive development. Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life. Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern time online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at tracylclark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Do you drive yourself crazy trying to make important decisions? And when you finally do, then you start second-guessing yourself. Would you like to know why you do this and how to change it? You can. When you take time to go inward, you'll find a wisdom that resides in the body. Begin by quieting your mind and sending your awareness into your body. Notice where there may be a discomfort. Ask it what it wants you to know. Listen carefully. It will reveal what it is about making this decision which holds you back. You can keep asking for information until you reach the deep core value of what keeps you from comfortably making a decision and sticking with it. Awareness is the first step toward making change. I'm Carrie Kadambi, and I'd love for you to join me on Transformation Talk Radio for my show, A Spirited Exchange. For more information about me, visit my website, thedivineguidancegift.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody, welcome. I have got somebody here that's going to explain what I just shared with you. And so what I was talking about, and this is what dreaming techniques, you know, Serge is joining me here today. I've already introduced him. We're going to talk about this incredible body of work that he does and his book. But what I was sharing with you guys is a, a little phenomenon that he's going to help me understand. So some people dream. And they have these ideas of I go to bed at night and then I dream. I have these little mini images that pop in. So when I'm telling you about 
the story about the fact that I made a decision, oh man, like four days ago maybe, that I wasn't going to watch anything going on because what lit up in front of me was 114111. And my brain said, oh, because I was thinking about it, oh, November 4th, 111. But I'm not going to dig into that because I know somebody that wrote a fantastic book that's going to take us on a journey about nightmares, lucid dreaming, dreaming in color, and what the heck happens when you get something in front of you that says 114111. Serge, great to have you. Thank you very much. So I don't know what you call that, but we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Apparently, I'm, I'm not one of these people that remembers deep dreams at night. I mean, I know I have them, but I get, I got that message. I think it was about three or four days ago. I can't remember. But when I got it, I knew what it meant. Right. What is that in your experience as an expert in this arena? How, well, what have you seen about those things? Well, what I've seen is that we dream all the time. We usually don't pay attention, but uh, it's not just night dreams that we have. We have dreams in a state that I kind of call uh, in between, where we are not asleep, but we're not focused on our immediate environment either. This can happen uh, over a period of time or it can happen instantly. And I can remember one time when I was driving to work and I had this on my mind was, how can my organization make money? And so on the trip, what happened was, a complete plan, a business plan, everything, all detailed out, the complete business plan popped, fell into my head right at that moment while I was driving. And it, it said everything that I could do in detail. Uh, however, after I thought about it for a while, I decided I didn't want to do that. So it, it's not like we're receiving something that we must do, but when we're in a certain state, we tap into information uh, about something that's possible. So there's something interesting that also happened. And I knew you were coming on. And so I haven't talked about this. So when I got that, and I've been called a daydreamer all my life. I don't know what you make of oh, that. That's why, okay. I've been called it, look, on my performance reviews as a corporate executive, do you know they wrote stuff like that? They wrote, oh my gosh, she's brilliant. She's the best executive we have. We can't have a better person. She's implemented so many creative ideas and we think she's from another planet. <laughs> and sometimes when we look in her eyes, we think she's dreaming. Mm. And I used to think, man, that must be like a negative thing. Today, huh. I wonder if there's a use for something like that. Oh, well, of course. I mean, you just got a use for it. But the thing that you had, uh, a lot of people who are in the creative uh, aspect of the world, writers, artists, musicians, uh, they often get this kind of thing, too. So it's, it's a really a sign of creativity. I want to ask you this. I know that this is your passion, your purpose. I was talking about you and I just introduced you and I had previously this week talked about my experience in Hawaii. I don't live in Hawaii, I live in Seattle, but I was in a relationship with someone born in Hawaii, went to Hawaii two or three times a year for about 14 years. The minute I got off the plane, something about it, the place changed me. It was the most creative time of my life and I was never the same. And every trip was the same way. Yes. And I had so many insights there. Can places that we are, like sometimes I go to Hawaii because I'm stuck mm -hmm. on an idea. And I would say like, I can't do it now, COVID. But if it wasn't COVID, right, and I had an idea, I would get on a plane and I would go to my friend's house on Hilltop on Oahu. Or, and I, or I'd, go to, I'd go to Cocoa Crater or go someplace, one of my friends. Do dreams, are they, are they related to where we are physically? I believe so. I believe there can be strong connections. When my wife and I first came to Hawaii, 
We went to Kauai. And I remember when she got off the plane, she began to cry. Now we traveled all over the world and never had any kind of an experience like that. For me, I began to get all kinds of ideas and we kept going back until we said, this doesn't make any sense, we have to live here. <laughs> and so we moved over. Uh, and it's been a, a beautiful, wonderful, creative experience ever, ever since. So yes, places do have an impact. Why? Well, that's all speculation. We can make up ideas about it. What we do know is that it happens. Let me ask you this question, since we are talking about you, and since I talked about you before you even got on the show. I, I took a little risk in sharing my experience with the listeners about the reaction of my friends when I said to them, I, I don't need to watch the election. I, I mean, I literally said this. And they looked at me like, but I was so clear, and I want, to share, I want to share something else with you, and then I want to ask you about it. I got the message AMW. So it was one, I can't remember now, if it was AMW114111 or 114111AMW. So I got this part. Today, my friend texted me before the show, said to ask you. She said, I know what AMW is. I thought it was our Amazon server because we're on Amazon and we're thinking about, we have new yeah. technology. So I thought it was technology. So I went right to the place of, oh, it's got to be Amazon, but that's not the, it's AWS is like their thing. My friend says, I think you nailed it. She said, AMW. Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin. Mm. And she sent me a picture. Our dreams, I mean, I have had visions like that, like to start a network and they happen. Can you help us when we come back from break? There's a piece of this that I'm not an expert in, but I'm telling you I'm learning about it, where we're given these insights or we're having these dreams or maybe they're lucid, maybe you're awake, and we don't know what to do with them, but you do. <laughs> when we come back, I would love for you to walk us through what you've learned about them and what can we share with people on how to gain the benefit of the message. Now, clearly for me, whatever happens to you in the election, I'm not running for office. So right. why would I get that message? Don't answer that. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And by the way, questions about your dreams, 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit angelmessages2u.com. That's angelmessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit stacybarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, barber.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on transformationtalkradio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Mer World Radio with me, Amirabeth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit Amirabeth.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Benny, did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Of course I did. Come on. (laughs) Serge, before we really dig into this, one, how do people find out about you? Tell them about your book, how they get a copy, how they get to work with you, everything that they need to know so they don't get stuck like me trying to explain to 20 people that know you that I'm not going to look at any of the results till 111 on November 4th. Help us. <laughs> well, starting with what you asked, uh, the, people can get in touch with me through our uh, main website, which is www.huna.org. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Serge Kahili King. And we... Um, Anybody wants to email me at surge at huna.org, you're welcome to. Uh, I'm always answering questions for anyone. And so those are the best ways to, uh, at this point to get in touch with me. Now, that's what I remember most from what you asked. That's perfect. I want to ask you, I mean, I've gone to your website. I see your beautiful picture with Gloria. Um, clearly an adventurer. The question I have and which I want you to talk about is once upon a time, we used to talk about dreams a little bit once upon a time, but I I've noticed over the last decade, we're having more and more conversations. People are getting more and more. I call them hits. They could be lucid more and more. How can they help us? For example, in my case, I had nothing else to say, but I saw an image. Help us understand how we dream and then what, if anything, we do with the messages. Okay, let's start with the first part. How do we dream? We dream by being alive. Uh, Everything we're doing is dreaming. Let's take a quick run through that. Sure, we dream at night and we have all kinds of different dreams at night. We have all kinds of different dreams during the day. When you start comparing the content, we do all the same things at night in sometimes what seem to us to be strange circumstances, but uh, the same kinds of things, the same kinds of thinking, the same kinds of feeling. We have memory, we have uh, uh, looking forward. All these things happen in dreams as well. A lot of people don't realize that because they they haven't really looked at their dreams enough. And I've uh, used my own dreams. I've recorded over 5,000 uh, in order to get this kind of uh, information for analysis and worked with hundreds of other people. So we're all dreaming. Now, the dreams that we have during the day, they're, don't, I'll talk about night dreams, first of all, for what you can do about it and how they can help you. Um, the dreams we have are, can be all kinds of stories, but most important is when you have a dream that uh, seems to be a a nightmare or something unsettling or something unpleasant, whatever it might be. 
Well, it's a very, very simple thing to do. So simple. What you do is you recall it. Because once the dream happens, like any other event in life, it's only a memory. So you're not working with the dream itself anymore. You don't have to go in to learn lucid dreamings to work with it or, or anything else. And what you do is recall the memory and change the story. You, you change how you uh, reacted. You can change uh, the way the story goes. Uh, one very interesting thing I found, if you're willing to do it, let the dream go past the point where you woke up. You just sit there and let it happen. You're falling down, fine, let it happen. And what will happen is the dream will come out fine. Uh, it happens every time. It takes a long time for some people, a short time for others. But the dream will resolve itself. But you don't have to wait for that. Change the dream. Now, this is true even when you get what some people think of as precognitive insights. If it's a negative precognitive insight, if it's something you don't like or that's fearful, same thing. It's a memory now. Change it. And it influences the outcome. Because this is going to sound very strange, but I don't believe there is a future. There's nothing hanging out there. Uh, the future is built out of what's in the present, and that becomes the present. And there I we love are. you. I love you. So there's so many possibilities of things that can influence what happens. A precognitive dream can change instantly because of all kinds of, of situations that happen in life. You can't say, well, it's only these three factors. Billions of factors all the time. Right. So in order to influence the outcome, <clears throat> this has worked for me on so many occasions, why you, again, treat it like a memory, change the memory, make it something yeah. good. Yeah. And you increase the chances because what you're tuning into, even for the good insights, we're all connected. And we're all connected to this whole world around us, universe, if you like, but that's a big one, hard to focus on. So we're connected here, which means that, and nobody can say exactly why, but what means that, that every once in a while, we tune into something that's happening, that's going on. And it may influence events to come. So what do you do about it? You change what you perceive. If it's something that makes sense, like the uh, business plan that I, I had, uh, then you can follow through if you choose. But the beautiful thing is, <clears throat> you can also decide not to do it. It's your choice at any given moment. So don't just put up with the things that fall and think that that's fact and that has to happen. No, it doesn't. We can, we can modify it. And this works for night dreams. It works for daydreams. It works for any kind of dream at all. I so love what you're talking about. Can I give you my interpretation? Then I have another question for you. You sure. know, one of the things I realized after going back and forth over this bold statement I made was sometimes don't overshare. That was my first point, uh -huh. right? Because, and the second thing is that to me was not, I wasn't, I don't have a premonition. What I realized and what I've learned about myself and, you know, my study of human dynamics is sometimes we get a message like that because it's for the betterment of me and my well-being. It doesn't right. mean an outcome is going to change. But maybe what it means is, you know, Pat, you've got four meetings on that day. You've got to get up at five in the morning, get into the office. Maybe it's not a good use of your time. But I want to ask you this question. You said something interesting, and I really would love to go back to it. I shared this the other day. When I was a kid, and believe me, some people have analyzed this about me, I used to watch horror movies. Now, not, not like the slasher movies of today, but like Godzilla or Frankenstein and Dracula and The Bride of Frankenstein, you know, those movies, right? And at the end of the night, I would decide what my dream was going to be. And I would have them become part of my army. I would literally plan my dream. And somebody said to me, you can't plan your dream. That doesn't even make sense. So then 
what was I doing if I can't plan my dream? <laughs> well, what were you doing was planning your dream. <laughs> That's funny. Of course you can do that. I mean, a lot of people are so disconnected from their dreams that they think they just happen and they, and they can't do anything about it and they're meaningless and, and so what. No, 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 of course you can plan. Um, you can plan your dreams, however, they can still turn out somewhat differently. Yeah. It's like any future thing. And, but you can influence the dream tremendously. And in the dream, what I found so fascinating is that in the dream, I can remember something I did in a previous dream and apply that to the moment. One of the things that I have greatly enjoyed doing is I'll be in a situation that seems to be very tough. And then I'll remember that I used to be able to fly. And so I'll recall the technique that I used and I'll use it. And maybe I stumble a little bit, but gradually it comes back and now I'm flying on purpose. Okay. Uh, so we can, the more we know about dreams, the more we, we recognize them as a part of our life, mm -hmm. the more they can help us change this life and the more we can change our dreams. So first of all, what I want to say is I love your book, Dreaming Techniques. For those of you that are just tuning in, you know, I, I'm talking with Serge about dreams. But if you all stop for a minute and just go take a look, this is hot off the press. press. Dreaming Techniques, Working with Night Dreams, Day Dreams, and Liminal Dreams. And before I go on and start to pull quotes from the book, if you don't mind, people may not know what liminal dreams are. I mean, I didn't. Tell us about the, these three types and is there a difference between them in either potency or interpretation? Well, that was a big question, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. clears throat> okay, first of all, difference. Yes, they're different because they're different qualities, mm -hmm. different content. Uh, in terms of uh, importance, I don't think they're different. I think we're missing a lot when we don't think dreams are important, when we pass off daydreams as, for in many cases, something bad, even though it fills our life and the things we do. Uh, the best dream, day, some of the best daydreamers are fiction writers. And so that's the, the difference is in the quality and the content. It's, it's like somebody who dreams about, uh, and here's a, a good example. There was an occasion when Magellan was going around the world, and this was recorded. And the people on the shore, uh, when the boat came ashore, they were totally shocked. They could not see the vessels that were out in the water. And one of their shamans had to go in and do a journey, come back and explain to the people what, was, what they were, and then they appeared in their awareness. But they had nothing whatsoever to relate to so they didn't even see them and so once they got something this this actual we would call it objective thing that was invisible became visible to them well this happens in daydreams that happen without when we think we're not dreaming but it happens in night dreams as well uh, things go in and out things to be strange but in real life, what we call, people like to call it real life out here, um, which is also a myth. But anyway, real life out here, uh, the same kinds of things happen. Really weird things are happening all over the world all the time. They used to get a lot of press. We hardly ever hear about them anymore, but they're still happening. I got to ask you this question. I, I'm looking at your book and I'm reading the book. And I don't, I don't know how you got everything in this book. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I love that you call it dreaming techniques. Because what that implies is that there's a part of this that we are an active player. Yes. And you know this, for decades and decades and decades, centuries even, that wasn't the general belief in a population, right? That's right. But you talk about neuroscience, you talk about psychology, you talk about anthropology. Um, I want to ask you this question. My sense is things are speeding up. 
people are getting more and more plugged in energetically. Children, young children are having insights into things. They walk into mommy and they say, mommy, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mommy looks at them like, like, no, that's not possible. What have you seen in the change? And, and you could pick your time frame. But I've been doing this show 16 years, and I've seen a drastic change in the way we're talking about dreams and the way people are experiencing in them. Is that all in my mind, or is this something happening? Well, obviously both. But let's let's look at this. Uh, you're familiar with the concept of morphological uh, um, awareness? Yeah. Uh, it's the idea that there is yes. a field out there containing memories of everything we're doing, everything we're having. Now, I like to, uh, whether you like the term or not, um, this really seems to be happening. If we go back to uh, very early times when the automobile first came out, when the automobile first came out, it was a very hard thing to drive. People were going all over the place. They couldn't stay on the road. Uh, they had troubles with starting it and making it work. And uh, until gradually it became part of our life. And so... Uh, to the point where 12-year-olds uh, could learn how to drive, it's like they were born with it. Uh, and even though they often weren't allowed to, but when we, I lived on a farm and we could start driving things at 13, but it, it was no problem. You sat in the seat and it's almost like you knew what to do. Now, my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters, uh, she began you know, using an iPad at the age of three. Now, this is something that an awful lot of seniors can't even comprehend. But <laughs> the kids that are being born now are being born into a field in which all kinds of things have happened, are happening, and become a part of them much more quickly than they were before. When I first began with computers in 1995, and someone gave our organization an IBM with a green screen, uh, I was working on that for six months, trying to understand it. And then uh, Apple came out with theirs, which made it an awful lot easier. Uh, but still, I had a lot of training to do to get that kind of thing in my consciousness. And yet the kids, oh, no problem at all. They're the ones that tell the parents uh, how to use a smartphone. Uh, it's, you know, the, as we go along... There's more and more information in the field that's, that's related to what we're doing, and kids grow into that. You know, one of the things I pointed to in reading your book, and I, and I, I, I want to jump to it, is, and this I didn't know, and maybe, maybe our, we have the best listeners on the planet, maybe they knew it. There was a part in the book where you're talking about, of course, you're talking about dreams, but you're also talking about affirmation, relaxation, food choices, and then the crystal connection. Yes. And I'm not sure that, you know, we have integrated this, but in your book, you're talking about these as techniques. Can you talk about these type of things that help us in either our journey to dream, remember our dreams, and then interpret our dreams as an action or not? Well, of course, there's an awful lot of things that influence us. Okay? Anything, especially energetic. What's not often realized is that we are surrounded and, and radiated by energy of all kinds that reflecting off everything. And then there's the kinds of things, everything is moving. A statement I made was that uh, uh, life is movement and everything moves. So everything is alive. But that movement, whether it's a rock or anything else, uh, if it's not reflecting, it's radiating. Now, when we take something like a crystal, uh, it's the same kind of thing. It's radiating particular uh, energy. Uh, it's radiating energy, let's put it that way. But that's because of its structure. Uh, certain foods have an energetic effect because of their composition. And so seeking out these things that are highly energetic stimulates your energy, stimulates your brain, stimulates your body. And so you can um, take advantage of that by mainly putting your attention on it. 
one of the things I found with different devices and things that I've shared with people is if you put it in your pocket and you forget about it, it has virtually no influence. Maybe a brief one at the beginning, and then it's like your body adjusts to it and doesn't pay any attention anymore. If you want to pay attention, get it out, look at it and touch it, and you've got the energizing effect again. Okay, it's, So it's attention that helps that. And crystals are just one of many things that we can use for, for uh, helping us energize and use that energy to heal ourselves, to better ourselves. This, this body of work, let me just call it your path, your passion. What do you think <clears throat> in all your experience, and, and even if you look a little bit ahead, what do you think excites you most about the evolution of dreams, dream study, dream learning? What, as you think about this and you sit today, what excites you most about where this is going for people? What excites me most, and it really does, is when somebody can take a technique and use it and it works. That's what excites me. That's why I try my best to put things in forms that people can more easily understand. Uh, and so it's not where it develops. It's what people do with it, which is where I get my pleasure. You know, this is an important day and time we live in. And there's something really that I was struck by here and both reading your book, and I have it in front of me now, is that we are looking for ways to navigate, you know, the tide of uncertainty, right? Um, as a matter of fact, you know, Mark and I are going to do a show tomorrow uh, called uh, the, tsunami of in uh, the Tsunami of Uncertainty, Mommy, Mommy, Where's My Swami? Uh, that's actually the episode title. Um, and... and the reason that we're doing it, and Mark and I come from different perspectives. He's a psychic medium, and I, I work with the mind and perception and things like that and neuropsychology. But what I've learned about my life is that it was hard for me in my life, Serge, to take a leap if I didn't have a sense of the pathway. Do dreams help us with the pathway. Well, let's put it this way. They can. Uh, it depends on how much attention you pay to them and how you use them. Mm -hmm. It's not an automatic thing. Mm -hmm. We have to have an intention. Mm -hmm. Who influenced you most? If I might ask. I know in the book, you've got Gestalt, you've got Jung, but are, is there a person or, or where, where, does, where did the influence of this come from for you? <laughs> I, have to go, I have to go back to my Hawaiian adoptive uncle. He's the one. Uh, he gave me so many insights that I was able to, to grow with and develop. Um, but it was his inspiration that got me where I am. Mm. Hmm. Um, I wanted to thank you for today, but also please, again, let folks know how they get a copy of the book, um, how they can find out more about you. And then I, I want to ask you also to spend a few minutes, if you could, with your personal message. So please give out that information. And thank you for joining us here today. Okay. Well, the information is, again, the website, www.huna.org. Uh, also, if you want to learn a lot of things, I have over a hundred uh, video clips uh, that you can uh, get from YouTube for, at no cost. It just, they're out there. Uh, we have on our website, we have over 300 articles on various aspects of, of everything I teach and what other people have contributed to it. Uh, so those are ways of, of making connection as well as I said, my Facebook page, because I'm always, I don't just uh, post I post things of beauty, things of inspiration, as well as uh, knowledge and, and information. 
So there's the main thing about that. There was something else you, you asked about. Yeah, I'd love to know your personal message. I'd uh, love to know. I know we've talked about a number of things today, but, you know, I feel like we barely scratched the surface of, you know, your life's work here. So I would love to know, you know, what you want to leave us with, what your personal message is. My personal, yeah. my personal message is, is, is the message that I use, that I practice, and what I try to teach to others. It's very simple, three things. Bless the present, which means acknowledge the goodness around you. It's far more important than, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's all bad, you focus on what's good, okay? As a means of bringing you into the present and helping to relax and calm you down. Bless the goodness, bless the present. Trust yourself. You trust yourself to do the best you can. You may not always turn out to be the thing that gives you the best uh, result. And from that you learn. Someone once said, I don't remember the name right now, but someone once said it's the sex successful people who make the most mistakes. Yeah. So trust yourself. And the last one is expect the best. Now it might be different. Than, than what you think will happen. But if you expect the best, you have far more chance of recognizing the things that lead to it and doing the things that lead to it. Um, if you expect the worst, then you're, you're closing off your, your, uh, all, the, all the access to things that you could have. So bless the present, trust yourself, expect the best is my message. I love it. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for bringing so many things in your book to light. And for those of you out there, you know, there's so much in the book. But what I love about what you did is you give us a how-to. You know, you help us not just understand what our experience is, Serge, but you help us understand that there might be a next step to it. There might be a next part to it. You know, there might be a level of hope and motivation from them. Uh, and we didn't even get to talk about nightmares. But I'll tell you what, I've had a few of those, right? Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, I want to take a, a short break, but I want to say to everybody on here that I so believe in everything you all have inside of you. Um, it is something that you've been part of our lives, my life now for 16 years, right? 10 years with the network, Benny and I been hanging out. And over that period of time, you've been through the worst, the best, and the uncertain. 